David Graham is a speaker, author, businessman, former pastor, and founding director of Youth with a Mission Montana. He is also the author of the song, In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, which is a short, biblically-based, and encouraging devotional influenced by David's lifetime of personal moments. These moments are shared with a heart to encourage and inspire you to see Him, our Heavenly Father, at work in your own moments. I know this is David's heart in sharing because he has spent my lifetime speaking hope and encouragement into my own heart. If you would, take a few minutes and listen today. I am really proud of the things that he has done throughout his life, but what I am most proud of and grateful for is for the kind of dad, daddy, he has been to me. Twelve young missionaries would be working with Jackie Pullinger, the renowned missionary and author of a very popular book called Chasing the Dragon. Jackie had dedicated her life ministering to the people of what was called the Walled City, located within the territory of Hong Kong. Though the Walled City was a mere six acres, it had a population at the time of at least 30,000 people. It was a place known for prostitution, gang violence, and drugs, in particular, opium and heroin. And Jackie Pullinger had slowly but miraculously gained access to the city and its people. Over the years, she helped rescue hundreds of young people from a life of misery and put them into the hands of Jesus. Her ministry included establishing what was called the Tai Tam House, found in a quiet forested area some distance outside of Hong Kong, where addicts would go to go through the often painful process of detoxification. It was at the Tai Tam House that they would be cared for, but especially prayed for. And on one particular night, that would be my oldest daughter, Michelle's responsibility, to pray over these addicts at the Tai Tam House. Michelle, now at the age of 19, had returned to the city of Hong Kong. As I said in our episode entitled, Seeing the Unseen, Michelle had been there for a YWAM Summer of Service mission trip with her younger sister Kimberly just three years earlier. This time, she was on an outreach with her YWAM Montana DTS. And like her younger sister's experience three years before, these moments would affect her life forever. Once again, I'm going to share moments Not mine, but Michelle's. As she told them to me again recently, here are her words. I was taken one afternoon to the subway station just a few miles away from the walled city. After being given some verbal directions that would eventually get me to the Tai Tam house, I boarded the first of two subway trains. Maybe a half hour or so later, I got off the train and stepped onto a large ramp overlooking a huge train station containing numerous trains and filled with a sea of people, every single one of which had dark black hair. Instantly, I realized I was lost. There wasn't one sign written in English, 
and I had no idea where to go to catch my second train. I stopped and prayed that God would help me. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I saw a blonde woman. She was standing completely still, and she was the only one facing in my direction, in the middle of this massive flow of bodies. She had a huge smile on her face, and she was smiling at me. Then she slowly turned and began walking with the flow. Immediately I heard God say, Follow her. And I did. I moved as fast as I could. Until about a hundred feet in front of me now, she began to board one of the trains. I hurried as fast as I could and boarded after her. When I got on board, I immediately looked to my left down the aisle to find her. But she, she was gone. Gone! She had completely disappeared. Here was this long subway car with a lot of Chinese people, all sitting and staring at me, but no blonde lady. It was so weird, Dad. But I soon found out I was on the right train. A half hour later, I was off the train at exactly the right spot and on my way in a cab to Tai Tam House. And Dad, I couldn't stop thinking about it. The blonde woman. I believe she was an angel, Dad, sent by God to help me, to encourage me. It was a long cab ride, almost three hours. It was near dark when the cab driver drove down a long dirt road and stopped at a large gate. The gate was positioned at the entrance of a long dirt driveway. I couldn't see the house from the gate, but the driver said in broken English, you walk now. So I got out, opened the gate, and walked down the driveway until I finally found the house. Gratefully, I was welcomed with a smile from a wonderful fellow student, Ron Brewster, who had arrived much earlier. Shortly after meeting a few of the house staff members, Ron and I were led out back to a small separate cabin that served as the detox and recovery room. In front of us, pushed up against the wall, were two twin beds, head to head, with a man lying in each bed. Their hands and feet were tied to the head and foot of their beds to keep them from hurting themselves or others. Each man was frothing at the mouth. Both were moaning and seething in pain. These men had nervously asked to go through the difficult detoxification process. We immediately sat down in chairs some feet away from them and began to pray. I honestly can't remember how long we stayed and prayed in the room during our shift that night, but I will never forget those moments. I remember Ron saying, Are you seeing what I am seeing? I said, Yes, I am. For all the while we prayed that night, we each witnessed with our own eyes two translucent demon-like beings. I think they were each maybe two feet long and they were darting back and forth over the bodies of the two men. They kept staring at us and they looked angry. They were angry we were there and praying. As Mishi, as I call her, 
was telling me the story, I had to stop her and ask, What were you thinking, honey, when all this was happening? Were you afraid? No, Dad, she said. There was no fear. I knew we had been sent there by God on his behalf to fight for these men's lives, their spirits, their very souls. And there was no fear. In fact, I felt empowered. I felt emboldened. It was an amazing day, Dad. Amazing. I love my daughter, and I'm proud of her. She prayed at the Tai Tam house by highest authority, and she was there to fight, to do warfare on behalf of her Heavenly Father. There's more to Michelle's story in Hong Kong. I'll save that for another time. But I asked her if I could share her words today because they fit well with principle number nine. The ninth of ten life principles the Holy Spirit shared with me in my church office in the summer of 1982. And here it is. Principle number nine. David, there will be spiritual warfare. Be the warrior. The Spirit didn't go into great detail on this topic. He simply wanted to remind me that when the Father calls on me to do it, engage in spiritual warfare, to be strong, be emboldened. Let me stop there a second. I'm not saying here that you go look for demons to beat. But if evil comes to you, understand that with God's authority, you can defeat it. The Bible says we have a very real enemy out there. The Bible calls him the devil. And he's committed to one thing. His full-time mission is to prevent as many human beings as possible from becoming the Father's children. He's furious that he lost his place in God's kingdom, and he doesn't want any of us to have a place there either. C.S. Lewis, the great Christian writer, made this interesting comment. The enemy will not see you vanish into God's company without an effort to reclaim you. So, our enemy schemes. He makes up devious plans to try and divert us away from God. Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians, we can do something about this. First, we need to be aware that the skimming is going on. It's easy to forget this. I know from personal experience that sometimes we don't even consider that some troubles could be the result of a scheme. In short, we should remember this about the enemy and stay on guard. Second, we need to recognize the authority we have to stand against the devil's schemes. Let's take a listen to what Paul has to say in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 12. Finally, brothers and sisters, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. As Jesus, the firstborn son, was given authority to take a stand, so were his brothers and sisters, you and me. For the rest of our lives, we must remember who we are and as we've said before, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. 
The scripture that came to me next was James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's exactly what I did on the day I ran up the country highway, shouting to the heavenly realms and passing the old graveyard. I submitted to God and resisted the angry enemy. It's as simple as this. Stand connected to your heavenly Father and tell the enemy to back off. He has no right to keep hassling a son or daughter of the king, so don't let him. Did you catch the last line of that verse? He will flee from you. He, the enemy, will run from you. You have that much authority. It's part of your inheritance. Dear friend, be aware and don't forget that we all have an angry enemy. Be aware that he schemes, but don't be afraid. You have authority that is greater than his. How is that? Because like Jesus, you're under the Heavenly Father's authority, and the angry enemy isn't. Never fear, dear friend, and by highest authority, put on your armor and take your stand. Dear Father, I've never said this before, but thank you. Thank you for the blonde angel you sent to help my dear daughter, your dear daughter, Michelle. And thank you for emboldening her. I pray you do the same thing for my dear friend. When the schemer makes his play, bring this dear one supernatural help and clear awareness and embolden this one to stand strong by your authority. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.